Can I do the voice? Hold on. Llama? You supposed to. I can't. A llama? No. That was Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> a llama? Okay, but what if, what if Doofenshmirtz were the villain of Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> Behold, my llaminator! My elaminator? Llaminator! Sorry, no, I thought, because that's like a really good pun. Elaminator? It's like an eliminator, but it's for llamas. I hear what you're saying, but it's called a llama innator. <laughs> I got a whole thing going with my innators. I know, Doofenshmirtz, I know. You see, Perry the Platypus, it all started when I was a small boy on a llama farm, and I wanted to be the emperor of the tri-state area. Uh, is that what happened to Perry? <laughs> no. He didn't turn Perry into a platypus, his nemesis into a platypus. Well, I haven't built a platypus innator yet. <laughs> But I'm going to turn Perry into a llama! <laughs> a llama? He's supposed to be dead! What? No, are you kidding me? This is a Disney Channel show! <laughs> this is a Disney movie! Movie? <laughs> Not ch Disney Channel show! There's a big difference! We can't say die on the Disney Channel! Oh no! The mouse is coming for me! The mouse is way scarier than the llama! Oh, the platypus! New podcast idea. It's our regular podcast, but my co-host is Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Sorted! Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so Cusco. But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a- A llama? He's supposed to be dead! Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed and sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. Llama. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't think of a single thing connected to Emperor's New Groove that could bring us in. I couldn't segue. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a segue. <sighs> Uh, Emperor's New Groove is a great <laughs> movie. Yep. Uh, let's sort it. It would be improved with the addition of Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz, obviously. I mean, yeah. But what wouldn't be? Yeah. It also would be would have been fun if it were a musical. Yeah. This movie would be regarded as highly as anything from just the Disney Golden Age or Silver Age or whatever they call it, the 90s. Yeah. If it had two things. One, it had been a, mu a full musical with characters singing songs in character. Yeah. And two, there had been a romance between Kuzco and another character. Probably that yeah. would have elevated it to that side. That was yeah. what's that's what's missing as far as like the marketability is concerned. Yes, yes. That's why Princess and the Frog entangled and frozen. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the fact is, Frozen still has that romance in it. Yeah. However, this movie, like the marketability of this movie, is not great. The staying power of this movie, phenomenal. Like yeah. this, this, everyone Cult loves classic. this movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's quotable. It's gonna get quoted. It's hilarious. A lot by us. It's very well written. And like, it's just very funny. What is The Emperor's New Groove? The Emperor's New Groove is a movie about uh, the, emperor the Emperor of Inca. Uh, uh, some South American um, kingdom, I guess. Empire? Does he, call, does he call it a kingdom? If he's emperor, it should probably be an empire. 
Yeah. Cusco's the emperor and he's a spoiled brat and his advisor doesn't want him to be emperor because she wants all the power, so she turns him into a llama in an attempt to kill him. Specifically because he fires her. Yes. Like, she she was she would have been okay standing next to the throne. Yeah. But he wasn't going to let her stand next to the throne anymore. That's no. what the problem was. Yes. So he gets turned into a llama and goes on a life-changing adventure where he makes friends and learns the true meaning of, you know, being a person. And Friendship and family and... Stops being a dick. Ohana. Uh, and it's very funny. Who's a character in it? Cusco. Who's Cusco? Cusco's the emperor. The emperor? The emperor. He's supposed to be a llama. <laughs> he can be both. Uh, I want to quote the song, but I can't think of any lines from the song that well. What's his name? Cusco. <laughs> he's, he's a big time dick. Yeah, very self-centered. He calls Pacha in from the village, and it's like a, a whole a full day's journey on foot or whatever. Or, no, a full day's journey by cart. Yeah. And it's multiple days if he'd had to go by foot. Mm-hmm. And he comes up for Cusco to ask him where you get the best sunlight on his hill, because he's going to demolish his entire village to build a, a, a summer, vacation summer home. home with a pool. Yeah. And other 21st century accoutrement. Yeah, he has of- a water slide. Yeah, a lot of those like ancient civilizations had running water. Did they have water slides? They could have. Did they though? Probably not. But like <laughs> the the technology of a water slide isn't unheard of. Mm. Like the, the infrastructure of how to make that work, I I'm think could have been. Pretty better. sure he also pressed a button on the model and like little music started playing and okay, confetti yeah, that, came out. That part's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> like it's fine. Yeah. It's allowed to be anachronistic. It is actually a lot of the time pretty anachronistic. Tom Jones is a character. Yeah. They play it really fast. He has this. a microphone. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> they play, they play, he has sunglasses. They play it pretty fast and loose. They're just It's just fun. They're yeah, just oh, yeah. having fun. Clearly, I mean, that's they're fine. just having fun. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Um, I'm just saying. I mean, like, the genie in Aladdin does a lot of that same kind of thing. Well, there's conspiracy theories about that, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, you haven't heard? The conspiracy theory... <laughs> No, the conspiracy, there's a big theory about how Aladdin is actually set several thousand years in the future after uh some kind of global apocalypse. And that's Mm -hmm. why the genie who's been in the lamp for several thousand years makes 21st century or 20th century pop culture references. Well, that's bullshit, but thanks. But what if it's not? (laughs) My theory, Mm. if if you want a theory, phenomenal cosmic power. Like he can see the future. He knows things. He is literal living magic. Yeah, he is a creature outside of time and space. But what if everything has an apocalypse in it? that. What if Ash Ketchum's in a coma? No. <laughs> fuck off my podcast. <laughs> uh, um, Cusco's a Slytherin. Yes, absolutely. Like, yeah. at the beginning, at the minimum, he only cares about himself and progressing his own needs and what have you. Yeah, he's extremely selfish, extremely self- oriented and he's got like goals yeah like ambitions for himself yeah he likes being in a position of power he likes being doted on and waited on uh he doesn't care about anyone else's feelings mm. that scene like where he's like picking a bride and stuff and he's just rude to all of them what's with the monkey can we get back to me yeah stuff like that like he doesn't care about anything unless it's about him and yes by the end of the movie he turns around and mm. grows and stuff but i think that root is still there well here's the thing as well i think by the end he's learned to care about others but all that means is extending everything that was Slytherin about mm-hmm. him to also apply to others they're the fraternity around him that yes. share in his Slytherinness. yeah his yeah, ambitions yeah. of a great powerful empire and whatnot yeah and like okay we'll just build a summer home on this other hill that I'll share with the people I care about yeah and he's still an emperor he still is an emperor 
still like enjoys that position of power. Yep. He might be a slightly more benevolent and like caring emperor by the end of the movie, but he yeah. at no point like even thinks about giving up his 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 power. <laughs> That's not even a question. No, it's like not even a suggested plot point at any point in time. No. Although he he does just sort of submit to just being a llama for a little bit. He's just like, I guess I lose. I guess I'm a llama. Yay! I'm a llama again. <laughs> Yeah, the part where he just goes and tries to eat grass in the field. <laughs> yeah, is... that's the... It's like, oh, buddy. That Real was... low point. That was a weird bit. <laughs> He's just like, I guess I'm a llama now. I fucked up. It's a Slytherin. Slytherin. Oh, yeah. Kuzco is a Slytherin. Yeah. All right. Up next is Pacha. Pacha is harder to read. Pacha is a villager. He's like the he's like the leader of his village. I guess yeah. he's kind of like a mayor-ish. Never given a title. Yeah. But he's important and big and is... Uh, John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, but... Yeah. Well, he plays the role really well, though, is the thing. John yeah. Goodman plays that type. The fact is, he's a good actor. He's a good actor. People who are dicks can be good actors. Mm. People That's who, how they get away with being dicks. People who are dicks can be good writers. Yeah. People who are dicks can be John Lasseter, whatever he does. Yeah. It's an unfortunate world that we live in. Yeah. Regardless, the character of Pacha is not a dick. Yeah. He's he a is, sweetheart. He is the kindest, loveliest person. He helps the emperor out. He goes home. Like, what, he's going to tell his family. He's like loving, doting husband and father. Mm-hmm. He loves his wife and his kids. Yeah. He loves his village and like his people. He wants the best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm torn between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Yeah. Uh, I could see arguments for either. I think he's extremely hardworking and extremely loyal mm-hmm. and like believes in the best in people certainly um well let's talk about him when he goes on this adventure he discovers Cusco as a llama in his bag he accidentally took him home so mm-hmm. he's gonna help him get back to the palace initially initially he's, he's like, just doing it to... no 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 initially he says he won't help him at all yeah unless Cusco agrees to not build his summer home there yeah and then Cusco's like eh, no and then Cusco goes off his own Pacha catches up with him and decides to help him anyway yeah he's like oh, I think you're gonna change your mind and obviously he does but like he wasn't that's big Hufflepuff energy yeah like yeah. I I think you know like um who's our dick hufflepuff uh zachariah smith that's the one i'm, on, I'm not sure if it's ernie mcmillan or zachariah smith ernie mcmillan is just pompous right he was a, he was the dick in chamber of secrets right okay so they're both kind of dicks well he was a dick, in different context he was a dick when he was 12 and stupid and he grew out of that sure. near immediately cool 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 um so zachariah smith like we know that like hufflepuffs can kind of be yeah. dicks um you know like hufflepuff who just vanishes off the face of the earth once he stops being relevant to the one book he's in hmm. justin finch fletchley um, like he's not mentioned but hardly at all after that like Harry's friends with Ernie McMillan who was not his friend in in where that did, book where did Justin go yeah he gets he'll get name dropped as part of a group but yeah. that's it oh rip Justin yeah anyway I can see Pacha's being like I'm not gonna help this person because they're a dick and they deserve to not be helped like mm. as sort of like a weird sort of dickish Hufflepuff justice sort of yeah. thing well also like if I don't help him no one's gonna build their holiday home yeah. here yeah yeah it just and won't that's better happen. for everyone yeah. Like, in, in my village. That's protecting more people than just, you know, this one asshole. Yeah. So, like, I could see that still being Hufflepuff. But I could also see a Gryffindor vibe mm. of, like, he's standing take, up for his people. Taking charge. Yeah. He's he's very much uh, a leader. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's brave and he does the right thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, on, I'm torn. I think I like Hufflepuff better. Mm. Because I love, like, a Hufflepuff-Slytherin friendship. Hmm. <laughs> 
Um, I think I like Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. I think you like Hufflepuff more because you're a Hufflepuff and you're implicitly biased. Probably. Uh, I think he's just... I think I he's... I can see both. Like, yeah, oh if, yeah, if you yeah. want to say Gryffindor, like, yeah, no, I could absolutely see I think Gryffindor. he's just a relatively big, softy Gryffindor. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of a Hagrid type. Yeah. 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 Big elements of Hagrid. Yeah. Um, I could see Hagrid being, like, having been a Hufflepuff as well. Hmm. That wouldn't fit the narrative of anyone we care about <laughs> is a Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> the only important Hufflepuff characters die. You say characters. You're only talking about one. No. No. Tonks. Yeah. And Cedric. Oh, Cedric. I was only thinking Did about Tonks. Did you know Cedric's dead? <laughs> Did you know Cedric Diggory died? Did you know Cedric Diggory died? Oh, fuck. Poor Cedric. Uh... Cedric exists to die. But for now. Mm-hmm. Hufflepuff! I thought we was landed on Gryffindor. Gryffindor! That's what I said. Gryffindor for Pacha. Uh, so who's next? It is no concern of mine whether your people have... What was it again? Uh, food? Ha! You really should have thought about that before you became peasants. (laughs) Yzma! Yzma! Oh, the most fun villain. So much fun. Oh, Eartha Kit, you icon. She's so good. Oh. I think if I were to think about it and were to like rank my favorite Disney villains, mm-hmm. she's right up at the oh, top. Oh yeah, I like, don't think there's a question. I think Mother Gothel's a very good Disney villain. Oh, there are, like, there, there are like, plenty of- Like she's very well yeah. written, but like my, as far as my favorite goes, yeah. the most fun Disney villain. Like there's a difference between like who's the most evil and who's like the most enjoyable as a character yes, yes. while being a villain. Like as a villain, Yzma's not that great purely because (laughs) actually she's kind of right for the most part yeah i mean she's also a dick she's trying to depose a a despot yeah a dictator she is trying to become that as well but yes well actually i suppose from from that whole one scene yeah i well i think she would have been exactly as evil yeah but here's the thing she's old she's old she'll die yeah and who's next in line who's who's was next to kin oh crumb <laughs> emperor crunk oh no don't give that man power why he's perfectly balanced as all things should be by his two shoulder friends <laughs> We're not talking about Kronk yet. No, we're not. I want to talk about Kronk more. We will. But we got to talk about Yzma first. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about this movie as well. Mm-hmm. The the quote-unquote villains, the two characters who are on the side of villainy throughout most of it, at least, yeah. are way more fun characters There's than the so two protagonists. Fun. They're so good. Uh, uh, pull is- the lever, Kronk. <laughs> Wrong lever. <laughs> Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> Ah, uh, this movie is just, it's so much fun. Beginning to end, just like nonstop. Yeah. It's just all levity. <laughs> I bet Even you... the sad parts are funny. I bet you weren't expecting this. Ah! Except dress. <laughs> ha ha! Pulls oh, out the okay. knife. It's, it's, yeah. it's just a knife. <laughs> yeah. She's not just showing us her thighs. <laughs> That'd be way worse. Yeah, I mean, Yzma Slytherin, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's She's just as bad as Kuzco, but she doesn't get that turnaround. Yeah. If she weren't, like, essentially taking Kuzco's position of power as much as she was, Hmm. trying to act like the Emperor, Kuzco probably would have kept around. They probably would have gotten on really well if she could have just accepted being number two. Yeah. Like, Kuzco's the kind of person who wants to be surrounded by yes-men. Yes. And she agrees with the things he's doing. She just wants to do it herself. But if she just (laughs) accepted that and maybe just tried to be, you know, the voice in her ear like Guillermo and just like uh-huh. influence him yeah and be they, like the real person of power because they could have just been great friends shit. yeah 
Like, he doesn't care about ruling. He just wants to yeah. you know, live his cushy life. Honestly, it's kind of surprising that he doesn't want to delegate more of right? that to her. Like, his, yeah, the ultimate plan would have been Yzma just try and convince Kuzco, if you let me do more, you get to just laze around more. Right? I'm not going to stop you from just getting to live the life of luxury. That's all he wants, really. Yeah. They would have been best buddies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yzma, you done fucked up. Oh, she did. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We know that she's been around for a long time mm-hmm. in this position. Yeah. So, like, she had been doing that, I think, up to this point. Yeah. And she's just sort of decided at this point that she wants more. Um, I think it's more that she'd been doing that throughout Cusco's entire life. Because she pr- pretty much raised Cusco, right? Yeah. His parents aren't around. We don't know exactly when... We don't know the backstory there. died, presumably. But Yzma's raised Cusco most of his life. She'd have essentially been acting as a regent for most of Cusco's life. Yeah. So, ruling in his place until he's old enough. Because we know that this takes place, like, right around his 18th birthday? Yeah, around then. Yes, yeah. They're, they're trying to find a bride for him, and that I isn't a plot thread. when he's assumed dead, Yzma's like, on the eve of his 18th birthday. Yeah. Well... You ain't getting any data. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the people don't care. But yeah, so she's presumably been acting as a regent for most of Cusco's life. So the problem here is that she wants to keep doing that. Well, yeah, she she's not changing what she's doing at all. Yeah. She's been sitting on that throne all that time yeah. and giving out orders. And it's just Cusco's been... now actually old enough to do that himself. Yeah, and she doesn't And she doesn't step up. back. She doesn't, yeah. Instead, let's kill him. Actually, better. Let's turn him into a flea. A harmless little flea. <laughs> and then I put that flea inside of a box. And then I put that, that box inside of another box. And then I put that box inside of another box. And then I mail that box to myself. And, and then when, when it, it arrives, arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer. Or, or to, to save, save on, on postage. postage. <laughs> I'll just poison him with this. Ugh. Can we dive <laughs> The poison just reminded me of, like, one of my favorite background gags slash foreshadowing and mm. I think anything ever. Um, the poison... The plant? Yeah, one of the cups of poison gets tossed into a plant and then in the next shot, the plant is shaped like a llama. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's just this little throwaway background yeah. gag and also is, like, foreshadowing. It's so good, so clever, and honestly very funny. This isn't poison, this is extract of... Llama! A llama! It's dinner time! <laughs> Uh, so Slytherin. Yeah, absolutely. Eva's a Slytherin. She has some of the best lines in the entire movie. The, the flea in the box mailing to That's yourself fair. line is but so good. It's okay. We can talk about the best character now. Okay, yeah. Eva's a Slytherin. The character's so good, they gave him his own sequel. Kronk. Kronk! The himbo of all himbos. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Just being Patrick Warburton. Right? Warburton could like he just fills that 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 niche in Hollywood for himbos. <laughs> actually, I, I do take that back. He doesn't just exclusively play himbos. He actually does has a pretty good range. Yeah. Like that voice surprisingly works for a wide variety yeah. of characters. He plays the tick. Yeah, arguably a himbo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, what is what is he in? Like what? he's in everything. He what is, is in he everything. in? For some reason, the first thing he came to mind. Is um the intro to the ride at Disneyland? <laughs> it's in California Adventure. It's the one that you sit in, uh, soaring over California. He introduces that ride in a little video, and I don't know why that's the first thing that came to mind. He played Lemony Snicket, didn't he? He did. He played Lemony Snicket. In which version? The the movie the version. The Netflix one. It's the Netflix version. Lemony Snicket doesn't appear in the movie. It's just the plot. 
huh. rather than having the narrator. But I love that the Netflix version includes Lemony Snicket because mm. he's the narrator in a series of Unfortunate Minds. It's such a big part of the story. It's anyway. Great. It's really good. I should finish let's watching talk, that. Let's talk about this Patrick Warburton character. Yeah! Kronk is an idiot. The best idiot. He works for um, Yzma, Yzma as her right-hand man. Henchman. Like, described as being the latest in a line of many. Yeah. He's a complete idiot. I think it's like every few years she gets a new one. He's an incredibly accomplished chef. He's a very good cook. He's, He's very proud <gasps> of that. My spinach puffs! <laughs> oh, they're so easy to make. I'll give you the recipe. <laughs> so dense. Ah, the poison. Cusco is poison. The poison chosen to kill Cusco. Cusco is poison. That the, poison. The poison for Cusco, yeah. The poison chosen especially to kill Cusco. That's it, yeah. Cusco is poison. That poison. He makes up his own theme song. He's an amateur bird watcher. <laughs> so, well, he's, all, yeah, all levels of uh, nature, like, uh, not naturist. Yeah. Uh, like, out woodsman, outdoorsman. Yeah. Like, he becomes, he's a camp counselor at the end. Yeah. Kronk is some kind of squirrel scout. He speaks squirrel. He speaks squirrel. Uh, he teaches kids to speak squirrel. And cats. Does he speak cats? No, he teaches a cat to speak squirrel. Oh, yes. <laughs> Earth the cat. Earth the cat. Earth the kit. <laughs> is that my voice? <laughs> what Hogwarts house is Kronk? Hufflepuff? Yeah. He's extremely hardworking yeah. and loyal. Mm. He does try Simple. to murder Yzma at one point. He straight up tries to kill her by cutting the cord on the chandelier, having it drop down on her. He tries to defeat yeah. her by murdering her. That is true. It's pretty out there. That is. And not to say that's not necessarily a Hufflepuff thing, but like, damn, Kronk. Yeah. He's like so devoted. Like at that point, he's just trying to do the right thing. Oh yeah, he yeah. He's realized. sees that like, oh no, I've been helping the bad guy. Woo! Yzma, put your hands in the air. <laughs> There's a roller coaster in this film. Yeah. You're talking about like, oh, well, the technology for a water slide is there. Meanwhile, the roller coaster sequence. <laughs> okay. Well, roller coasters are entirely fueled by gravity. You don't need an engine for a roller coaster. Are you saying that the ancient Inca could have had roller coasters? They could have if they wanted. Ancient Incan roller coasters, people. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I love this movie. Um, it's so good. It's so good. I'm just, I'm just thinking about Kronk. Like, um, he's definitely he's definitely the one who's got like the he definitely considers morality more than most. Yes. Represented by. His shoulder devil and shoulder angel, uh-huh. which with which he converses openly yeah. several times throughout the film. Yeah, and they unite on one thing: don't diss Kronk's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked your spinach puffs. <gasps> never. That's it. <laughs> She's going down now. Now, <laughs> it's his shoulder devil and shoulder angel, one which is already like a very modern concept. I'm dressed like a Simpsons-esque devil and angel. Not remotely related to anything from the Bible or anything from Incant times. <laughs> from the 20th century, near exclusively. Anachronistic. Yeah. Fun times. Like, did the comical image of a devil with a, like, in a, like a little red... Thing. I don't know when that showed up. With the point, like, yeah, that feels like, I, feel, I think it might genuinely have been invented by The Simpsons. If not, it would have been a very small scale thing by then. It definitely popularized the image of it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure where that traces back to, but. But not to the Incans. No, definitely, definitely not. Uh, Kronk 
is sort of thrust into he, they go to a restaurant and he's like <laughs> he walks into the kitchen to like ask for the change in the order and they're just like eh, you do it yeah because the because the chef is like on his last straw yeah he's like, so he's, overwhelmed and overworked he yeah, just walks out because Cusco's there giving him demands yeah um so Kronk is just like okay I guess this is my job now yeah um, and then the waitress comes help. up and gives him like a crazy long list of orders and he immediately rattles it off like yeah no I got this it's fine yeah and then Yzma and Cusco are coming in and out of the kitchen demanding changes to their order which he's getting mixed up for the same order uh-huh. but he's just like okay that changed no problem yep no problem okay that's fine um like he's so that's in that's out that's in that's out he's so easygoing yeah um, yeah and yeah. yet extremely hardworking. yeah with like the situations yeah. that he's in he's hufflepuff um yeah and then on top of that yeah. extremely loyal up to a point of yes. doing the right thing yeah like that that sense of justice overtakes that loyalty mm-hmm He's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Kronk is a Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to at least like try to pretend there's nuance there, but he's so Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Well, I suppose that means it's time. It's time? It's time for the Lightning Bolt Round. <laughs> Alex, tell me about Chicha. Chicha is Pacha's wife. Yeah, uh, played by... She was in something else that we watched, though. Wendy Malick. She's friggin'... She's... She's, um... Our house. Right, that's who she is. <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't... Ida. Ida. Yeah. Chicha is Pacha's wife. She's super chill. She does dishes to relieve stress. And she is, like, as soon as all of this, like, yeah. nonsense starts going down, she is just, like, so in on mm. it. Well, also, she's pregnant. She is, she's extremely pregnant. And for most of the film, until the baby is born right before the epilogue. Yeah. She's she's a little bit no-nonsense. Yeah. But, like... like <laughs> I gotta go clean something. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's so great. That's such a human... <laughs> so good. ...little detail that's yeah. just there just cuz. She's like, I'm extremely frustrated and I need to get this out somehow. Um, like, she's she's very smart. Yeah, oh yeah. She's very intuitive. She sees through all the bullshit. She does. And she recognizes, like, Yzma is here and she is up to something. Yeah. And uh, we're going to help figure this out. But also, immediately accepts that Kronk is part of the family now. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, this was terrific. Not let, Let's not wait for the next family reunion to get together again. She pats his <laughs> hand. She's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's great with the kids. Why wouldn't she welcome him back? Her he's kids, done nothing her wrong. Her kids end up like he's their like troop leader or yeah. whatever yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, her kids are the ones <laughs> learning to speak squirrel and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think that she is she's very good at reading people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she's a Ravenclaw. Oh, fun. Yeah. I think she she's very intuitive. Yeah. And... Cool. So tell me about uh Chaka. Chaka is Pacha's daughter, the eldest of his children. Uh huh. Who has a wobbly tooth? That's not yeah. as impressive as my loose tooth. <laughs> Uh, she loves being bigger than her brother. She lo- she like she's she's an older sibling. Yeah. She gives her little brother shit. She teases him and makes fun of him. But when there's an intruder, they band together Absolutely. like siblings. Yeah. It's a ve- it's a very like it's such a minor thing. Like it's never drawn attention to or anything. But like their relationship, her relationship with her brother is very real. It's very good and very fun, and very yeah. sweet. The like the arguing, like they're in bed and they're like, "Oh, I had a dream that Dad had to kiss a llama." Like yeah, they both also <laughs> they have both have like these weird prophetic dreams. <laughs> like okay, fine, <laughs> whatever. And then they start like arguing, and that is like such such a sibling when they're just like. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's ex- like I'm sure everyone who has a sibling has been in that exact <laughs> conversation. 
Um, or close to it. Yeah. I think Chuck... Uh, there's a part of me who wants to say Slytherin, because the moment there comes time to scheme and connive, mm. she's, like, ready. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. I'm going to go Slytherin. Okay. Tell me about Tipos. Tipos? Yeah. Plural? Pacha's son, who just stands there with his arms out the whole film. <laughs> Tipos. <laughs> you didn't realize that's what I was doing. I thought you were just saying plural Tipo. No, no, no. Pacha's, Pacha's son, who stands there T-posing for the entire film. He's always no. on screen. <laughs> Uh, Tipo is the younger son, Pacha's other son, other child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only son, well, until there's a baby yeah, and we don't know the gender Yeah, there's a baby, baby. Uh, so he will be the middle child. But Tipo is supposed to be, like, helpful. He's kind of along for the ride. Like, I think his sister tends to take the lead on things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna do this to help trick these people and help mom out or whatever. And I think he's more following along than actually coming up with the plans himself. Mm-hmm. Um... But he's, like, in it. Yeah. He's ready to go. Oh, yeah. Um, what did we say Pacha was? Uh, Gryffindor. I think I'm going to say Tifo is a Hufflepuff. And then that whole family. <laughs> we get the whole family. Like, the whole... All the houses in that family. You would. He's not a Hufflepuff. You think he's a Gryffindor? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> he's probably a Gryffindor. <laughs> you can't just be like, but what if we get all four? No, you can't. What if? But you can't just do that. Fine. To freeze the whole validity of our very serious podcast. Tifo's a Gryffindor. Tell me about... Uh, Mata. Mata is the waitress at uh, the Mud Hut. The Mud Hut. Um, she works in customer service. She is incredibly done with it. She is... Welcome to Mata's Mud Hut. Uh, home of the... something. <laughs> We're on our honeymoon. Bless you for coming out in public. <laughs> She's customer service. She, yeah. She just... She's, she's just tired waitress. She's just getting know? the job done. I'm going to go Hufflepuff because she works hard. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't quit her job like the other guy. Alex, tell me about Rudy. Who's Rudy? The old man? Yeah. As in, like... The groove! That guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The groove! <laughs> Rudy is an old man that we meet fairly early in the film. He uh, bumps into Kuzco while he's doing a whole song and dance Ugh, thing. You threw off my groove! Uh, so he gets thrown out a window. Uh, and Sorry! <laughs> and Pacha meets him. He gets, like, tangled up in a flag or whatever and, and like, he fully him. accepts the fact that he is responsible oh yeah he's like yeah i, I threw messed, off the emperor's groove i messed with the emperor you don't do that i'm in the wrong uh <laughs> which is incorrect but whatever <laughs> don't worry it wasn't the first time i was thrown out a window and it won't be the last <laughs> what can i say i'm a rebel <laughs> uh yeah he's a delightful old man um the kind of old man i aspire to be <laughs> <laughs> well, um, dear, is there no. something you want to talk about off pod? No, the kind of old person I aspire to be. <laughs> I want to be a cool old lady. I think he's probably a Gryffindor. All right. Tell me about Bucky. Bucky is a squirrel. Uh huh. Who only speaks squirrel, so everything we hear that he says, we hear through Kronk. Uh huh. He speaks squirrel. Yes. Cusco meets him at one point, and he's very friendly at that point. He's yeah, very... he's like, oh, you went, you went the net. Go da da. So good. Cusco <laughs> <laughs> uh, is not kind back, no. and his thing, Bucky. If like he'll be your friend, he'll be anyone's friend. Yeah. But slight him, and it's the will slighting Bucky will be the last mistake of your life. 
<laughs> may not be the biggest, but it will be the last. Yeah, Bucky's out for murder. He's got chaotic it. shit energy. Yeah, he does. Um, but also like, and then it becomes like Kronk's best friend. Because Kronk is nice to him. Because yeah. Kronk is nice to everyone. So I'm gonna go with Slytherin because yeah. be his friend, you're his friend. Yeah. Be his enemy, he's your enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, tell me about Devil Kronk. <laughs> Kronk is the little devil that sits on Kronk's shoulder yeah. and tries to convince him to do the bad thing. You're trying to lead him down the path of righteousness. I'm trying to lead him down the path that rocks. Not super successful. No. Um, and is not often actually trying to get him to do anything all that terrible. Yeah, he tr- he's trying to do. He often tries to get him to do the lazy move. Yeah. But more also, than the bad thing, yeah. he sticks up for Kronk against all else. Yeah. That's like, it. Kronk's are united. She's going and, down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is just, like, a part of Kronk. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Gryffindor. Alright. This is the Gryffindor side of Kronk. What's the laziest house? Gryffindor. House hot take. House hot take. Gryffindor is the laziest house. Remember when we did actual house hot takes? That's, like, a legit house hot take. Think about it. We know so many Gryffindor characters. How many of them do their homework? Hermione Granger. And that is it. Yeah. (laughs) Now, to be fair, she does do... Every Gryffindor's homework. So on average, it comes out about the same. Yes. But <laughs> yes. She is an outlier and should not have been counted. <laughs> uh, homework Hermione. Homework Hermione, who lives in the library and <laughs> does ten thousand homeworks a day, is an outlier and should not have been counted. Judy, um, tell me about Angel Kronk. Angel Kronk is the counterpart to Devil Kronk. He sits on Kronk's other shoulder and tries to lead Kronk down the path of righteousness, as mm-hmm. previously discussed. Yeah. However, when uh, Isma slights him, he's like, "No, we don't take re- we don't take direct action. We just do something that leads to her dying painfully and miserably." Yeah. You know, he doesn't want Kronk to throw Kuzco in a river and drown him. Yeah. What is is this like something like justice will come from above? I yeah. forget the exact wording. Yeah. And he's, he's they just look up at the chandelier. That'll work. That'll work. They all yeah. <laughs> united. Like- <laughs> However, he will cede to the devil when the devil's like, look what I can do. What does that have to do? No, no. He's got a point. (laughs) He will cede that the devil being able to do a one-armed handstand is a valid point in his favor. Yeah, it does make him a little bit more impressive. Yeah, and it it lends credence to the idea that you should listen to the devil. (laughs) This is just part of, like, the Kronk's mind and the nonsense that goes on in there. I don't know how he could be anything but a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Alex, tell me... (laughs) About the guard who throws out Rudy. I was stretching here. Yeah, you were. Uh, he's just doing his job. I'm sorry, but you threw off the Emperor's groove. Is this one of the, like the guards that are all like designed the same? Yeah. Like the big bulky ones? Yes. Yeah. But he's very like he's very soft-spoken. Yeah, he's very polite about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He is very polite about throwing a guy out a window. Um, I wonder if he's one of the ones that like gets turned into an animal later. Possibly. Oh, I mean, he's polite. He's doing his job. Yeah. Uh, like Hufflepuff, you know. Oh, is Hufflepuff the house of people who are just following orders? No. No. What is the house of people who are just following orders? That's hard. Probably Slytherin. He's loyal. Yeah. To his orders. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. With Hufflepuff. I'm not saying it's not right. I'm just calling into question. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna stick with Hufflepuff. All right. Uh, tell me about the guard who gets turned into a cow. Um, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? Yes, you may be. Excused. You're excused. <laughs> Anyone else? No, no, we're good. <laughs> Later in the film, a group of guards show up and all accidentally get turned into animals as part of the climax. One gets turned into a cow, which is considered a valid excuse to be sent home. He just goes home, so presumably he's still a cow to this day. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's only one potion that turns you back into a person. <laughs> so all of those all of those guards, they're animals now. Come on, men! No one lives forever! 
says, is it the octopus? Or is that the turtle? Or the turtle, I think. Regardless, the cow goes home. The cow is lazy. The cow is a coward. The cow, I guess, is Slytherin. Doesn't care about anyone but himself and being a cow. Yeah, less loyal to the job. Yeah. Tell me about all of the other gods (laughs) who have nothing distinct but our gods. Yeah, you know, one of them's a turtle, one of them's an octopus. Um, They're just, like... Despite having been turned into animals, they are very gung ho about their job. Yeah, they will. They will. They will die in defense of not really anything. They'll just die. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we. I mean, Isma's in charge now. We. Yeah. She says that these guys killed the emperor. I guess we gotta get them. Yeah. Uh, and die trying. Not all. We will die trying. Gryffindor. Sure. <laughs> Some of that rushing in quality. And that line that you said, like, come on, man, no one lives forever. Like, sure, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking about that guy in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about the irate chef. So the irate chef is the chef at Madder's Mud Hut who quits his job the moment things get too much because people are being shits to him. Uh, Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. He's hit the last straw and he's ready to, yeah. Yeah. Alex, tell me about the monkey. <laughs> Uh, what's with the chip and the bug? Can we get back to... chip? It's a chip and the bug. Can we get back to me? Yeah, can we get back... What's with the chip (laughs) on the list? Can we get back to the chef? The camera just pans out at one point and then pans out too Too far far. and finds a random chimp eating a bug. Ah, the meta jokes in this movie are incredible. (laughs) Cusco at one point stops the film and pulls down a a clear plastic slide so he can get out a sharpie or a whiteboard pen and just draw on it yeah. to highlight things. Uh, if they made this movie today, like, it would be considered, like, cringy. <laughs> you know? Like, mm. that level of, like, self-referential stuff mm. would be, like, ugh, stupid. Anyway. But, like, after... Oh, God. It's, because of when it was made, it's so good. Monkey Zavalpuff. Okay. Eating the bug. Mm. That's all we know about the monkeys doing to eat. Uh, which leaves brings us to theme song guy. Oh yeah! <laughs> Goose go. Theme song guy is Tom Jones. Yeah. He doesn't quite look like Tom Jones, but in every other aspect, he's literally just Tom Jones. <laughs> Tom Jones. Why there's a Welsh crooner in this ancient Inca? <laughs> I don't think I realized Tom Jones was Welsh. Oh yeah. Um, is that why you love Tom Jones? I don't particularly love Tom Jones. Oh, you always get excited about him. He's fun. When he's in stuff, you're like, oh yeah, Tom Jones. Well, it's because like, he's like, you know, the pretty dang successful singer who's got like his own career and stuff, who also sang the theme song to Duck Dodgers. Fair enough. Like. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> Duck Dodgers is fighting a tyranny. <laughs> in the 24th and one half century. Um, theme song guy sings a song about Cusco at the beginning and, like, is one of Cusco's favourite people. At the end, he sings a song about Cusco and all of his friends. He's a very creative person, so he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And that is the Emperor's New Groove Sorted. Uh, so it is time for sorting it out. Yep. JD, do you have something you would like to sort out? Yeah! It's less fun than the Emperor's (laughs) New Groove is the problem. (laughs) So it's time to be bummed out about shitty writing. Mm. Today we're talking about age differences in relationships. Oh boy! And how fucking terrible Harry Potter is about that. Sure is. Got a ha- couple of relationships to talk about, and we're gonna go- we're gonna talk about them in the 
ascending order of age difference. So okay. starting with the smallest age gap and okay. then getting bigger. Okay. So at first, really, it's more just about Crumb in general. Victor yes. Crumb, mm-hmm. primarily with Hermione. Yes. Victor Crumb is a paedophile, quite frankly. We introduced to him, he's minimum 17 years old, probably more like 18. I think he's 18. Yeah, it's it's a little unclear. So he he plays on the Bulgarian Quidditch team. Like, I, but unless Durmstrang have different like rules about ages, he yeah. can't be 18 at that point. Like, unless Durmstrang has different age gaps on its years or whatever, yeah. he wouldn't turn 18 until at least the 1st of September of that year. Yeah, and that's fair. But for some reason, I got the impression that he was a little bit older than students normally are. And that like Maybe. he was kind of like held back well, a year or something, which is why he was able to enter this. Yeah, grade. regarding him regarding him being on the Bulgarian Quidditch team, mm-hmm. Ron does say he thinks he's around, but he's just turned 18. Yeah. So... It's not entirely clear. Minimum 17, possibly 18. And he starts trying, he starts pursuing a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. Which is only three years. But at that age, that's a big deal. Yeah. Especially with the level to which he goes after her. Like, he stalks her in the library, quite frankly. Yeah. It's it's messed up. It's not great. And yet, it's not the most messed up relationship. That It's not the most messed up thing that involves Crumb. Because he also later tries... Going after Ginny. Mm, that who is, is younger. Who is two years younger. Because Hermione oh, is one of the oldest in here. Yeah, yeah and Ginny's one it, of the younger. And Ginny's one of the youngest. So there's a two year age gap there. Oh. Ginny is Ginny is actually 15 at when Bill and Fleur get married. She's about to have her 16th birthday, but she is 15. Ooh. Crumb is three years older than when he went after Hermione. And it was already bad then. He is at least 20. Oh no. Why are why are all the good looking girls taken? Fuck off! She's 15! Harry doesn't need to say she's got a boyfriend. He needs to say she's a child! Ha! Ah. Crumb is bad. Crumb, stop it. It's not the worst. Oh, I know it's not. <laughs> no. I know no, it's no, no. not. Who do you got next? <laughs> Up next is one that feels like it should be later, but it's actually weirdly not. Mm. It's Tonks and Lupin. Sure, yeah. We don't know exactly what the age gap here is. We know how old mm. Lupin is. Yes. Because he's the same age as Harry's parents who were oh, born in... Like, they, they were 21 when Harry died. So, like, he's in his mid to late 30s yes. during the series yeah. that we see him. Yeah, yeah. Tonks, we don't know exactly how old she is. There are some. There are conflicting sources. Some things would say that... She's a couple years older than Harry. Yeah, she might have graduated just before Harry started. And so yeah. she's been in quick, like, aura training for a while before that. Yeah. One source I found thought she, she was the same age as Charlie, which would make her considerably older, as I'll get mm. to in a moment. So that's bad, and it's messed up, and I've got a whole other thing to talk about Tonks another time, so I'm not going to spend too much on that right now. Yeah. But it was a completely unnecessary relationship that was really forced into the series. It was really forced? It was out, completely out of nowhere. They were never seen having any real interaction before, no. prior to that happening. And I, get and that I love both supposed, of those characters. I get that it's supposed to be stuff happening off page. Yeah, it wasn't really to his but, journey. But then why was the fact that they were in a relationship at all relevant? It didn't have to be there. For now, we're going we're gonna to sort of gloss over those to get to the worst one. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like it would have been the worst one compared to that. Bill Weasley and Fleur Delacour. Ah, uh, yes. What... How, do you have any concept of like the age difference here? Like, what? Take a guess at how what the age difference is without really thinking about it. Without really, th- okay. Well, I was gonna start yeah. like actually thinking. Don't about go, it. don't go through it. But like, what's your vibe how how they're presented for what the age difference should be? The way be? they're presented feels like it's maybe five years. Sure, and that would be not great. But hey, we we're introduced to Flo, and she's already legally an adult. Yeah, I have a feeling it's closer to ten. <laughs> so. 
Fleur is presumably around about 17, 18 years old. Yes. Because again, she's still at school, but she is legally an adult. We yes. don't know exactly how old. <sighs> the Weasleys, this comes back to the author being really bad at her job and just loving to be like, oh, this big impressive thing. Because Bill yeah. is older than Charlie. Yes. So now we like to figure out how, approximately how old Bill might be, we need to think about how old Charlie might be. At one point, Charlie was described as being one or maybe two years older than Percy. Mm-hmm. Obviously not doesn't make any sense because then he'd still be at Hogwarts when Harry's there. Yes, and he's he leaves the year before Harry starts. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. That was the impression I had gotten. Well, because here's the thing. It's implied at one point that Charlie was the seeker immediately before Harry. Yeah. And everyone talks about it like they've seen Harry play. Like, Oliver Wood talks about it like he's seen Charlie Weasley play. Yeah. I think Charlie was just very good at mm. the, the sport so that everyone remembers him and that people have passed down stories. But we're told that Gryffindor haven't won since Charlie left. If Charlie had only just left, that wouldn't make any sense to say. We haven't won since Charlie left, which was the last time we played a game. Sure, so it's been at least a year. It's been seven years, because we're also told that Gryffindor haven't won for seven years. Which means Charlie Weasley left Hogwarts seven years before Harry started. Oh no! That means... Charlie Weasley is minimum 25 when Harry is 11. Oh, no. Which means Bill, even if we say he's only a year older, and I think he's supposed to be two years older, but if he's a year older, that means Bill is 26 when Harry is 11. So by the time Harry's 14, he's 30. And Fleur is 17. He's minimum 30. He's closer to double Fleur's age when he starts flirting with her. Oh, no. Yeah. Theirs is the worst age gap in the series. What the actual fuck? I feel like that's not intentional. No, it's I feel not. Like, I feel like the intention here is that he's... It's because the author loves throwing out numbers and doesn't yes. vaguely think about them. Oh, yes. Harry's the youngest seeker in a hundred years. Well, that's a convenient round number. Why? Oh, the yeah. Chamber of Secrets opened 50 years ago. Well, that just about pans out because everything else is then built around that. You yeah. can't just say, oh, it's been seven years since Gryffindor won because seven's a magic number. No, that's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because it's also seven years, three years later. It's still, we haven't won in seven years, three years later, when they're talking, when they're trying to go for, like, Oliver Wood's last chance and Gryffindor haven't won in seven years. Also, Wood likes to talk about how Gryffindor, like, the current Gryffindor team are, like, the, the best team or whatever. They clearly suck. They can't yeah. win anything. Apparently, the game that Harry wasn't playing because he was in the hospital wing after facing Voldemort in the first book, mm-hmm. and apparently they really just desperately couldn't get anyone else in all seven years of Gryffindor to play Seeker. No one could substitute at all. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. But apparently that was their worst loss in, I think, 100 years as well, because of course it was. Stupid. That doesn't make any sense, because yeah. a Seeker can only account for 150 points maximum. Yeah. That For that to mean anything, that also means that the Chasers and and Beaters, yeah. who only had to worry about their, who didn't, had one player fewer to worry about now, yeah. played infinitely worse than the other team. Yeah, and we know that they're good. All the numbers are just there because they sound kind of impressive, and it's And as a result, it means that Bill... Bill Weasley is 13 plus years older than Fleur Delacour. Yeah. (sighs) Flirting with her when she's a teenager. Yeah. And he's in his 30s. So the way to fix this, obviously, is throw out all of those bullshit numbers. Just stop with the stupid numbers. It doesn't have to sound impressive. Harry can just be a very good seeker. He doesn't have to be the youngest in a century. He doesn't have to be the Gryffindor having one in seven years. Shut up. Or if you are going to throw out numbers like that, make them make sense. Yeah. Charlie has left maybe two years prior. Yeah. I, I think there has to be a year gap between that. The other way to fix it is don't fix up Fleur and Bill. 
Because why are they set up? I do kind of like them, though, is the thing. Like, I love that moment with... Just because, like, I kind of like Fleur a lot. Sure. Um, that's fine. But why does it have to be them? Why couldn't it... Why could it have been Charlie? It could have been Charlie. Or change things around a bit. Have Bill or Charlie be the sibling that ends up leaving the family. Have her set up with Percy. Sure, yeah. Who's just left Hogwarts. Who's therefore only a couple years older than her. Yeah. Something like that. There are Any other number ways. of things. Yeah, there's other ways to yeah. fix it. Like, th- bringing Fleur into the family serves a purpose o- in yeah. the overall story. Granted, I love that moment where she's like, I'm beautiful enough for the both of us. It's like, very I don't fun. care that he's, you know, been beaten up and scarred or whatever like i i love that i I like that dynamic of that relationship and they clearly do like love each other but Mm. there are a lot of problems so they're used for a number of purposes throughout the series obviously like they end up play like hosting Mm -hmm. harry and co like late in deathly hallows yeah but their wedding is a significant event where things happen yeah there is one one specific reason why it had to be fleur that married into the family there's only one purpose that her being part of the family serves the overall plot Mm. and that's specifically so that crumb is at the wedding so that Mm. harry is reminded about gregorovich right that's literally the only reason she's there which is such a minor detail that crumb was cut from the film yeah apart from that it didn't have to to be flirt there could have been anything else yeah the relationship was so unimportant that they skipped over it for several films and flirt wasn't in half-blood prince and she wasn't it wasn't mentioned at any point yeah because it wasn't that big a deal. And they're like, oh, I guess we should do it now because it's there. Like, And again, it could have been anything else. Yeah. There's a lot of things it could have been. That's just what they did. Yeah. But it results in a lot of creepy, poorly aged relationships, often involving Triwizard Champions. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not like arguing about like any of that being stupid and that relationship being like yeah. worth it or anything. But I do think it's very fun to get to see a wizard wedding. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like, like the way that it's described, like the magical decor yeah. and like the, the world building stuff and, is fun. Yeah, like that stuff. I'm so here for. Because let's face it, the the biggest draw to Harry Potter is the world building. Yeah. That's why everyone fell in love with it. It's yeah. Because of this magical world that doesn't make any sense. But it's fun. It's fun. And so, like, I think, yeah, like, having a wedding yeah. is, is valuable. I think that that's, that's Honestly, fun. the biggest problem with Harry Potter is it stops being a children's story. The yeah. first book is written more like a, a Roald Dahl book. It is. And it's, that just doesn't jive with reality. No. But then it tries to grow up with the audience, and it just can't once you've established that the Dursleys kept Harry locked in a cupboard for ten years. Because what? That's not okay. There's so many things about that that are not okay. You're telling me that at no point did Harry mention that in passing to a teacher at school? You're telling me that at no point any of Harry's teachers were concerned about the obvious fucked upness about everything to do with Harry so they didn't call child services? I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't believe you. I've been a teacher. I've been in schools. Yeah. That's not anything. I don't care if it's the 90s. I don't care. That's bullshit. You can't then just make this real... I'm going off on a, yeah, a ranting is, tangent about nothing. This is this is a tangent. Um, but yeah, the author clearly doesn't know anything about working in schools. Which is messed up because she did! Did she work in school? She was a teacher! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, she was more a language teacher, a foreign sure. language teacher, but still. <sighs> yeah, that's a whole other problem that I think we've talked about before. Um, Point is right now. Yeah. Well, how you... What are you doing? Make fix? Bill and Charlie significantly younger. Take out the stupid numbers that are just there to sound cool. Yes. Even then, change it so that at, the, like, at least Fleur gets with Charlie instead of Bill. Just swap sure. Bill and Charlie's roles in the story. Yeah. 
because which one's which doesn't make any it difference. It doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter at their, all. Their physical description comes up maybe once or twice. They're, yeah, they're completely interchangeable. Yeah. Like, what their roles are. Like Yeah, like, they have different personalities it's and the stuff, se- but it doesn't it's matter. It's the second youngest brother who works for Gringotts, who is now... Or the second oldest brother who is now in England. Yeah. You can even switch their names. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Like, just switch their places in the order that they're... Like, keep their entire personality, names and everything. Just like, one's Bill older... Stor- than, yeah. Bill Sto- still works for Gringotts. He's just the second brother instead of the yeah. first one. And now he's, say, 19 at the start of the series. So he's, like, I guess, yeah, 23 by the end. Mm-hmm. And Fleur's about 18. Which is still not great. Not great, but it's better. It's better. Significantly better. <laughs> is there a way... Is there any way we could age Fleur up a little? Not really, because not... she's got to be at school. Yeah. The best I could get you, really, is that Gabrielle is not a younger sibling. Gabrielle is an older sibling mm. who could be, say, around 2021, 20, and then she shows up to watch Fleur in the final task, and that's when she would meet Bill. And so it's it's not Fleur, it's Gabrielle instead. Sure. And then Fleur, like, only gets to reappear in the final, but then there's no reason for Crumb to show up. The, uh, the whole point is that Crumb's got to come to the wedding. She's invited to the wedding, and then they also invite Crumb, because why not? Maybe, why would they? Maybe Fleur and Crumb start dating, and so she brings him as her plus one. And then Crumb doesn't have to flirt with Ginny. Exactly. Yeah, that would help that as well. <laughs> then but- we take care of the Crumb problem, at least partially. <laughs> but they're actually probably, like, based on Charlie being as old as he is, yeah. Tonks and Lupin probably have less than five years age gap. Okay. If we, it feels it, when Charlie's yeah. as when Charlie is actually has graduated seven years prior to Harry starting. Because if Tonks right. has also graduated seven years prior to Harry starting, that means she would have graduated when Harry was four. So she'd have been eighteen then, and Lupin would have been like twenty-five. Mm, okay. So th- in that case, that's less bad. That's it for sorting it out for today, and that's it for sorted for today. So thank you for listening to Sorted, and thank you to the Bucket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as Green Man Mysteries, Them's the Facts, and our other show, Pokemakers. Thank you to Matt Mishak and the One Pink Willows because our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at Sorted Pod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're there on Twitter, tweet at us your favorite... Llama. Llama. Name a llama. Here's a llama, there's a llama, and another Llama, 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 duck. Carl! That's a good llama. I do not kill people. That is my least favorite thing to do. They tell me you had a rumble and then only hands could satisfy. (laughs) Carl! That kills people, Carl! My name is Paul. What? I thought you were a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Do what is your favorite llama? Bye! Star new house and it's called awesome. Star new house. It's called awesome. Star new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. We're three friends who went to college together. Hey, Gabe. Did you know that Akira Kurosawa has a writing credit on Star Wars? I didn't know that. Good, because I made it up. I have one. The creator of the Frisbee made his ashes into a commemorative run of Frisbees. I don't believe you. That's 100% real, my dude. Them's the Facts, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. Every other Wednesday. On the Pocket Podcast Network.